0: The year is 2002. It's the last palindromic year for 11 years, and the penultimate palindromic year we're going to cover, and also the first. We saw new releases from Frankenstein's Jukebox alums, They Might Be Giants, Mountain Goats, Desiparacitos, Bright Eyes, OK Go, Mountain Goats, Tegan and Sarah, Bright Eyes, Peter Gabriel, Bright Eyes, Against Me, Peter Gabriel, and The Decembrists. New movies like Spider-Man, Lilo and Stitch, My Big Frack Greek Wedding, Van Wilder, 8 Mile, and Catch Me If You Can. And new TV shows like Firefly, The Wire, Blue's Clues, Dora the Explorer, and Cranky Anchors did their very best to offset the emotional turmoil of America declaring war in Iraq, getting approval to drill for oil in the Arctic National Wildlife, Wildlife Refuge, the first det- detainees arriving at Camp X-Ray, which is what we called Guantanamo back, back then, three weeks of coordinated sniper attacks in the D.C. metro area, and the Republicans gaining a majority of the Senate, thus securing both houses of Congress. Can these two media sensations distract the listener from how many of these horrible situations, in addition to many others that I didn't name, are still resonating today by combining two songs from 2002 into a brand new <laughs> song premise? Looky, looky, it's Frankenstein's jukebox! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Frankenstein's Jukebox. Uh, I am uh, one of your hosts, and my name is James. I am another one of your hosts, and my name isn't James. All right. And then, if... What would you... Who are you? I'm Dan. Nice. Hi, Dan. Hi, James. Thanks for thanks for, for joining me. Oof. Okay. Um, well, here we are. Okay. Crushing it. We're crushing, crushing it already. It. So... Ah, 2002 was is near enough in my memory that I remember a bunch of like the movies and stuff that came out and a bunch of the like so we're we're doing a second war then huh all right well okay cool this one this one has nothing to do with okay okay got it um and then the music that came out about that stuff uh later yes but we are here to talk about 2002, mostly in terms of music. But before we do that, we like to talk about how we were doing personally in 2002. And I'd love to start with how you were doing personally in 2002, Daniel.
1: Yeah, 2002 was uh, an eventful year. So in early 2002, my family moved into our first house. We'd been in townhouses and um, apartments and stuff. And then in 2002, my parents bought their first house, And uh, we would be in that house until 2020 when my parents moved out into a new spot. Very nice. And I went from eighth grade into high school and said goodbye to a bunch of people that I knew in eighth grade and said hello to a bunch of new people in ninth grade, Uh, made a whole host of friends, including someone on the bus on my way home from the first day of high school where we started talking and I introduced myself and he very excitedly said friend and shook my hand very, (laughs) (laughs) very emphatically. And we would be good friends for a while, even though we were very uh, differently aligned Uh politically. Got it. Got it. Got it. it. Uh, it. And then as he would grow older, he would become significantly more aligned with where I was then, Mm. and am not, I am significantly further left than I was, I was still pretty liberal in high school, I've just become further, further left.
0: Yeah, Uh, like, like when I would say, I guess I'm a liberal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Listeners, if you haven't, if you haven't picked up on it, James
1: and I are, um, of the, of the liberal and leftist set... Anyway, uh, yeah. so yeah, that was, um, I would, in 2002, <laughs> I would develop very strong crush on a friend of mine, very nice. who I then asked out in such a passive way that she didn't realize I had asked her out. Mm. So when mm-hmm. she said, yes, awesome, uh, that then had to be walked back the next day after realizing what had happened. oh. <laughs> uh, no. So that was a lot the of the
0: awesome is really tough. Yeah, to walk back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. Oh no, it was something that everyone was a big fan of. Mm. But it was it was obviously a very
0: eventful year. But it was a uh, sure. it was a good year. Good good year. How was and yours? It was. It was certainly a uh, 2002 started with me pining over the girl I'd been dating when I started college and ended with me pretty invested in the girl I would date up until I met my wife lots of crushes on people that I'm like really I oh yeah okay I remember yeah she was cool and uh even a couple of wait who who was who was that cuz that was someone I mentioned several days in a row and I don't remember who that is <laughs> Um, A lot of going out with my friends. My parents also moved in 2002. They moved from Northern Virginia to Virginia Beach in response to 2001, you know, stuff in Northern Virginia and et cetera. So they were down in Virginia Beach uh, starting in the summer. Like I drove down, I drove back to Northern Virginia from freshman year and I drove back up from Virginia Beach for sophomore. Nice. Yeah, and I had no friends or no and no context and no anyone in Virginia Beach. Um, I did make some friends that I knew from JMU that lived in the area, and I went out with them like a lot. Like reading through my journals, I was like, "Again, huh? All right." And like sometimes we couldn't get together at the same time, so it was like went and saw Attack of the Clones with Alex, and then the next day it's like going to go see Attack of the Clones with Julie, and that happened with that. And the Lord of the Rings movie. I believe Two Towers came out that year.
1: Astounding.
0: Yeah. Just, you know, figuring out lots of indications about, you know, some future mental health stuff that I would discover, you know, 20 years later. Um, And, uh, yeah, just sort of a lot of whining. One of my favorite passages, passages, he said, like he wrote a Bible. Um, One of my favorite entries. I'm going to. I'm going to read it because I'm editing it and I'm going to... I think about this this entry a lot. Uh, it's semi... It's both cringy and also what I wish I had been more of in school. Like artsy and poetic and whatever. All right. Oh, that's so funny. The two like really contemplative James is is brooding and listening to music and mentioning the music and sort of weaving that in happened within two days of each other in March of 2002 so love that this I'm gonna read this entry and then edit it heavily this is this is where I was in March of 2002 and this will be my my read you loud and clear oh yeah March 19th, 2002. I am sitting in one of the entrances to the football stadium. This was the old football stadium. The new one is much more impressive. It is raining rather hard. It is chilly. It is beautiful. I'm listening to the talking heads. They just finished Heaven, which I think is sort of about being careful what you wish for. Quote, when this kiss is over, it will start over again. It won't be any different. It will be exactly the same. We often wish we could relive our lives or certain parts of it. But the thing that makes life interesting is the changes that happen to us and making and making us stronger. Jessie, who was uh, a woman in my life, said that it's important that we bond, quote, on the level that we should be on, end quote. I wonder what she means by this. She was uh, dating someone else and she was in Colorado. So, yeah. Yep. It's funny to be in inorganic chemistry. Is he gonna weave chemistry into this entry too? He is, for sure. Just just uh, Just strap in. Or chemistry at all, for that matter. Really, all chemistry is, is looking at the world up close. There is a tree across the way. I can see the individual leaves from here. If I got closer, I could see the droplets of water on the leaves. I could get closer and see the individual water molecules and even closer would show me the elements, hydrogen and oxygen. But what it's hard not to forget is that we also need to see how absolutely gorgeous the whole tree looks with the streetlight bisecting it, my breath and the rough bricks creating sort of a foggy London night effect. And those kinds of observations are what make art. Wow. I think that the trick to truly enjoying life is a happy medium between the two. I need to be close enough to my friends to notice the slightest change in emotion. <laughs> no, no, you don't. But I need to be far enough away to see all my friends laughing and being together and interacting. Wow. That was sure a release. If only I could write like that all the time. Wait. No. If I wrote like this all the time, I wouldn't be living life. I would be living this journal heaven is change he said bringing it back to the talking head song at the beginning astounding yeah think about that i think about this entry a lot because it is very serious i also didn't put the time i put the time on almost all of my entries and i didn't put the time here Hmm. anyways uh because mostly like the time tells a lot of the stories cause i'm like i'm so tired 309 a.m you know stuff like that <laughs> Yep. Second all-nighter of the year. Um, Stuff like that. So that is my Read You Loud and Clear. That was sort of an aberration. So I was mostly like, I miss this person. I love this person. I wish this person would stop dating the person they're dating and then date me. And stuff like that. Just real healthy. Uh, And also, I told that person this thing, uh, which is... Mm. Yeah. The multiple times I told my friend Allie I wanted to date her and she said, I'm not interested... When you read it, like, real quick, like I did tonight, it was uh, poor Alley is I guess what I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Let's move on to Honorable Monsters.
1: It's not that they weren't good enough. It's not that they weren't up to snuff. It's just that we didn't pick them. Hey,
0: Daniel, let's... what didn't you pick for this year <laughs> a lot that i didn't yeah. pick for this year for sure
1: but i just kind of honestly i just kind of went quick with it i didn't want to yeah. put too much thought into it and do a lot of well uh, almost the almost picked this like having honorable honorable monster monsters sure right tell those
0: james honorable monsters
1: right <laughs> so instead i just went I just went with uh, some some quick ones, so let's just let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. The Flaming Lips album "Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots" came out in 2002, and so I went with the song "Do You Realize?" Mm -hmm. off of uh, that album. Great, great song. Absolutely. Castaways and Cutouts by the Decemberists came out in 2002. Uh, one of my favorite songs of theirs, California One slash Youth and Beauty Brigade. It's like a nine-minute song, and devotees of the show will know, I love a good long song. Oh yeah. I mean, this one is a long song. Let's Push Things Forward by The Streets. British hip-hop artist, The Streets. Let's Push Things Forward is the first song of, of his. My friend Helen gave me on a CD, and I was just like, oh, this... This is good because British hip hop, honestly, especially like early aughts, British hip hop is fucking good.
0: Yeah, it is for sure.
1: I was obsessed with that song for a while, and then I learned more about like I started looking more into the streets and was like, oh no, like all of their stuff is good. Then uh "Light and Day" slash "Reach for the Sun" by the Polyphonic Spree. Okay. Yep. That one was. Another one that was one of the first ones I learned on guitar, which is very simple. It's two chords, if I remember correctly. It's just D to a G over and over again, uh, which is great when you're trying to learn guitar and go back and forth between some chords. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not by any means complex, but it's a fun song. I'd say my number one honorable monster off of the uh, I Am Sam soundtrack. hmm is Eddie Vedder's cover of The Beatles, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away, which is... That was my guess. I think that is the better version of the two, uh, from the original to Eddie Vedder's. Eddie Vedder's is better. I know my friend Joran would punch me in the face for saying that, but that is absolutely fine. It's just a phenomenal cover and of, of of an already beautiful song. So those are my honorable monsters.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. I'm always really happy when we don't have a lot of overlap. Same. And uh, and and also, I agree with your choices. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm like, hey, yeah, all those are good, excellent. Great, and also, I don't have picks, to make any changes. Also, yeah. Uh, so please, then tell me your picks. Uh, my honorable monsters are as follows. Start off, we'll just go. I, my my list takes up the whole page of how my note, you know, how big my notes window is. Love it. Um, probably thirty albums maybe, but here are five of them. Finch, What It Is to Burn, which is a, there was sort of their big breakthrough. They were on drive-through records, but they were louder and screamier. And so I was like, hey, I like this. And the song is called Letters to You. Um, and it is a mix CD staple. Uh, New Found Glory released Sticks and Stones, which is by my count, their best album. And the song on that is the first song I heard from it. And it is My Friends Over You. Yeah, still one of the best pop-punk songs of all time. It's a song that you're like, oh, so pop-punk can be... New Found Glory can make pop-punk that doesn't sound like um, New Found Glory, which is cool. And uh, my next one is uh, Bright Eyes, and it is Lifted or the Stories in the Soil, So Keep Your Ear to the Ground. Super long title. Gotta love it. And then the, tr- the track is Waste of Paint, which is still uh, both really, really good and cathartic and also uh, horribly depressing. So, bright eyes. Penultimately, we have Ben Folds with Ben Folds Live. You might be saying, wait a minute, James, hang on a sec. That's a live album. That doesn't count. However, there's a song on that album that isn't on any other albums, and it is called One Down, and it is... Ben Folds being meta as hell in like the best way possible, and it is worth the price of the CD on its own. So, uh, go pick that one up. It's amazing to hear Ben Folds be solo because he he does a lot of stuff. Oh, he's so good! He's so good. And then this he breaks this one out, and you're like, This is both a jokey novelty, Randy Newman esque song, and also the most heartbreaking thing I've heard uh, in my life. So, and also sort of uplifting up you know up up and down and then finally uh phantom planet they're almost called the guest this was jason schwartzman's band the song that i've picked is really really good it's called nobody's fault and it's a nice you know sort, sort of power poppy sort of deal so those are my honorable monsters Ugh, what a year 2002 another great year for music daniel james are you ready to uh, are you ready for the main event I'm ready for the main event. Are you ready for the main event? I... Wait. Now I am. Yes. Let's do the main event. Right. Daniel, what song did you bring to us for our songwaves for 2002? First of all, mark your
1: calendars. September 26th, 2022, the day that Daniel actually remembered what their clue was
0: <laughs> before. Oh, I thought you were going to say the day that James didn't say, did you bring a song or some <laughs> condescending bullshit. <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> no, I remembered the clue that I gave, which was their kids are called kids, but that point is moot. Mm-hmm. Kids are what babies are called kids, humans, but also goats. Yay! Uh, surprising, let me check nobody. <laughs> uh, I picked a Mountain Goat song, and that point is moot because the song I picked is No Children off of the Mountain Goat's album Tallahassee, which is arguably one of their most popular songs. Uh, yes. Probably their most popular song, and just quite, quite, the, quite the song, if you listen it to it,
0: quite the song. It's a song that, that leaves me sort of feeling like, I don't know, I don't know quite how to feel, and uh, that's yeah. kind of a fun place to be. Yeah. The first time that
1: I saw the Mountain Goats live was in Wilmington, North Carolina, with really, really terrible ex of mine. Hmm. And there were a couple of songs that stood out to her as reasons why I, uh, I should not like this band. Woof. Yeah. First of all, the venue was above a laundromat. Mm. It was called The Soapbox. It was a fantastic venue, but they had announced that they were closing, and that was one of the last shows in that venue. Uh, and John Danielle of the Mountain Goats was like, I've played this place so many times, and I'm so sad that it's closing. Like, everybody give give your love to the soapbox. But it was so packed in there that they had to, like, they had those big, like, Gatorade jugs of water. Right. Uh, that they had to refill several times because it was so hot and sweaty in there. Oof. But when the Mountain Goats played Best Ever Death Metal Band out of Denton. Mm-hmm. Which has the chorus of Hail Satan. Sure. My ex was quite offended at that. She's like, that's that's extremely inappropriate. And I'm like, if you listen to it in context, like you got to listen to the lyrics of it. It's not about that as much as it is about expression of yourself and music. And... But then this was also one that she had a, uh, a, a big problem with, which is funny because uh, there was one point months down the road, when I would be singing this song and started tearing up a bit because I realized that I very much related to the main character of this song mm. and their viewpoint on their extremely toxic relationship. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I need to end this. <laughs> so it, that that struck me as very funny. But yes, this is a beautiful song. Yet again, one thing that the Mountain Goats do very well is uplifting, cheerful music, beautiful song, dark and depressing lyrics. Absolutely. For sure. Oh, So yeah, No Children off of Tallahassee by the Mountain Goats is what I picked.
0: James! Yes? What, what have you brought to the table? Daniel, when I found out that you were doing uh, No Children by the Mountain Goats off the album Tallahassee, I was incredibly stoked. And here's why. Because I picked, well, my clue was Edgar, Roger, Vincent, Jane, Edgar, Roger, Vincent, Jane, Edgar, Roger, Vincent, Jane. Which is me saying the author of the story, star of the adaptation, director of the adaptation that the star was in, and co-star of the adaptation that the star was in, of The Mask of Red Death uh, by Edgar Allan Poe. I said it thrice, because this is a song by thrice called the red death it's on their album the illusion of safety illusion of safety is very good thrice got lots and lots and lots of press for the sheer number of guitar riffs on the album they'd made and this is a very good album and then their follow-up to this is uh, the artist in the ambulance which i talked about last episode which is an all-timer these two albums are great from beginning to end And uh, yeah, so uh, Thrice the Red Death, uh, it's fast, it has lots of guitars, it's super loud, and I once was listening to it in the other room, just rocking out, and Kristen's like, are you okay in there? (laughs) Because I was like headbanging and stuff. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, yeah. these songs, I think we've achieved maximum difference from each other, the most we've ever achieved since probably Lizzo and blink Wendy 2 in our second episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an accurate statement. Yeah. So I'm excited to make a song from these two things. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. This is also the song that I promised you would be mad at me for my aspects. So with that in mind, Daniel, what are your aspects? <laughs> oh, I forgot who said that. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh,
1: okay, so I hope that our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us. I hope we come up with a failsafe plot to piss off the dumb few who forgave us. I hope the fences we mended fall down beneath their own weight, and I hope we hang on past the last exit. I hope it's already too late. I hope the junkyard a few blocks from here someday burns down, and I hope the rising black smoke carries me far away, and I never come back to this town again in my life. I hope I lie and tell everyone you're a good wife, and I hope you die. I hope we both die. The opening bit of this song, like the opening Uh verse and chorus of this song, I Hope You Die, I Hope We Both Die, being the repeated part of this song, it is a bitter, angry breakup song. And so bitter lyrics is my first aspect.
0: I forgot that I had been thinking about how these two songs might not be that hard to synchronize yeah. together.
1: Yeah, I think maybe <laughs> there's, some,
0: there's some interesting uh, similarities. <laughs> but
1: just because yeah. the songs are similar doesn't mean that the aspects will be. That's true. It's just so... It's so bitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I had that moment where it's like, oh, no, I... Like, totally get the, it's not enough for you to die. Like, I also need to die because I'm in this terrible relationship situation where, like, there is no good out for me here which wasn't accurate right like i got a good out i i broke up with her and got out and i'm so much happier now seven years later yeah seven years later
0: the the things about i hope you die i hope we both die that's a cool hope because you got it you know it's gonna come true yeah it's the inevitability of the mortality of man it's great Um and then also I often think of this song uh more in terms of you know that TikTok sound? I think it I think it turns out it's from This Is Forty, where it's like, How would you do it? A wood chipper. Yeah. yeah. A wood chipper. Wow, okay. Yeah. And like talking about like the whole or like that that other TikTok sound which was like I thought, can you believe this far in that we still don't hate each other like yeah i mean i would i would have thought that we would have hated each other long ago because you're like really annoying and etc cetera, etc cetera. that's somehow how sometimes how i listen to the lyrics to the song which is like mutual and dark and agreed upon yeah and i think that listening to it in the context of i need to get out of here this is toxic holy crap is is 100 valid sometimes i also listen to it in the context of like I hope we die. I hope you die. I hope we both die. High five.
1: Yeah. I think it's a very interesting take on it. It's it's a very Jamesy take on it. It's a very
0: Jamesy take
1: on it. Uh, And I love you so much. Uh, Next up, uh, as one of the lines that I covered in in, in my reading of the opening here, is that... uh, I hope the junkyard a few blocks from here burns down and the rising black smoke carries me far away. Yes, the imagery of that is fantastic and I want fantastical imagery in our lyrics. Something that's like that that's like almost out of a like storybook. Uh-huh, where it's like, "Oh, this thing will, you know, will carry me away to a happier place." Like I will you know Like hell, a happier place than I am right now. Right. Like the the rising black smoke. So like this bad thing will carry me into this good thing, right? Right. And I love that like the dichotomy of that so much. Mm. Absolutely. So that that level of fantastical imagery is my second aspect. And my third aspect is just that it's got both piano keys and a guitar. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. But this song has really pretty jangly keys throughout it and a okay. uh, pretty solid, uh, acoustic guitar that just kind of keeps the, keeps the chords moving along.
0: Cool. So piano keys and guitar or jangly piano and acoustic guitar? Uh, just piano keys and a guitar. We're doing great so far. We're doing and great and so far. Hey, I'm, James. Hey. How about you make me mad? Uh, here's, here's the thing. It. It's going to make you mad, but it also slides really well into what you had for your aspects. So great. Yeah, it's both things. The first one, Edgar Allan Poe reference. Listen, I'm on board with that. I love
1: Edgar Allan Poe.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bitter lyrics, fantastical imagery, Edgar Allan Poe, you got it. The whole thing. We so far haven't filtered anything out. Yep. (laughs) So far, it's (laughs) wide open for us. Next up.
1: I mean, is the, oh, just real quick, before you get into this next one, with, uh-huh. with everything we have so far, are we just going to do a cover of the entire album of Tales of Mystery and Imagination by the Alan Parsons Project?
0: I mean, so, so far. So far, that's what we've got. <laughs> so far, that's what we've gotten. Yes, a full album cover. Exactly. And I don't know that my other two things are going to take us away from that. So I guess we'll see. We'll put that in our back pocket. This next aspect is like on The Simpsons when the guy says, hey, you, let's fight. And the guy's like limbs fighting words. And then they start fighting. This is me putting my like exposed face in front of you and being like, come on, hit me because it's so specific. Here we go. It is three plus different guitar riffs. (laughs) Okay.
1: Three or more. Three or more different guitar riffs.
0: I wrote this long enough ago that I can laugh at what, a, at what a complete, wildly brazen thing that is to put a number on it. Yeah. So, but I do, but like, it is truly an aspect I love from this song, which is that, and true, this whole album, in fact, is that it's like, and this one, and this one, and this one, and this one, um, all, you know, going into each other, sort of like a, a lava lamp of guitar riffs.
1: A lava lamp of guitar riffs,
0: and then finally, I guess this is leading into the bridge, or maybe this is the bridge. Listen, I've had a, a tough time identifying the bridge for a long time. I'm just trying to find the bridge. So I like uh, this is the this is the aspect that I like from the final one that I like from the Red Death. All the instruments starting to play the same line until they are all playing it, and then it breaks down. Does that make sense? Like in this in the Red Death, it's like. The guitar is a and then the bass comes in and then the other guitar comes in and then the finally the drums start doing it and then they break then the drums sort of break down into mm-hmm. the bridge or whatever it is the last verse or
1: yeah that that makes sense to me this is interesting yeah <laughs> yeah now di- something did occur to me just now as we were doing this that one of my Favorite things to do with drums in songs, especially at the end of dark songs, mm-hmm. is to have a drum that is in the time of a heartbeat, just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And that would very easily lend itself to Telltale Heart. It would, and making a Telltale Heart reference. Yeah, not not that that itself would be the reference, but we could do a song about Telltale Heart. And then have that in there as well. But we've got, I mean, we've got a lot.
0: We do. I, I, I'm, I've i am never seen it before, but um, The Balloon Hoax is a wild story title for Edgar Allan Poe. It is indeed. Wait, I don't have that one in my
1: tales of mystery and imagination. Hmm.
0: Probably because they were like, the what? No, that's not, a. that's not, no, no, no. Get that out of here. I've got The Imp
1: of the Perverse first. Mm-hmm.
0: Telltale Heart, Descent
1: into the Maelstrom, Cask of Amontillado, Premature Burial, Hop Frog, The Assignation, King Pest, yep. Pit in the Pendulum, Mask of the Red Death, Man of the Crowd, Fall of the House of Usher, Oval Portrait, The Gold Bug, Legia, Eleonora, Berenice, Morella, Ms. Found in a Bottle... William Wilson, The Facts in the Case of M. Valdemar, Metzingerstein, The Murders in the Rue Morgue, The Mystery of Marie
0: Roget, and The Purloined Letter. I also have uh, William Wilson, A Tale of the Ragged Mountains, The Domain of Arnheim, Landor's Cottage, The Elk, The Island of the Fae, The Sphinx, Shadow, Silence, The Colloquy of Manos and Una, The Conversation of Iros and Charmion, Melanta Tauta, The Thousand and Second Tale of Scheherazade, The Oblong Box, The Spectacles, Xing a Paragrab, which I would have sworn was a Mars Volta song, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thou Art the Man, Loss of Breath, Bon Bon, The Devil in the Belfry, and The Black Cat. Amazing. Bon Bon's just an advertisement for chocolates. Yep. With a note at the bottom that says, Look, I'm. I'm come on. So, interesting. The number of, of post stories that I've actually read uh is small. Fair. Possibly possibly zero, like actually read all the way through from beginning to end. Oh wow. Ma- maybe not. Maybe not in maybe in a format like a literature book in in high school or whatever. I have uh read several.
1: I haven't read all of these, I'll be honest. Yeah.
0: It's funny to see how much Stephen King is in the is in the same family tree of this kind of short story, where it's like, uh, Stephen King's new short story, I fucking cut her head off, by Stephen King. Yep. Followed by Jiminy Jones's trip to the fair, which is the scary one. Right. <laughs>
1: uh, I was just flipping through mm-hmm. and landed on this page from King Pest. First of all, there's a character named Legs. Okay. Uh. Whose name is Davy Jones, ejaculated Tarpaulin, helping the lady by his side to a skull of liqueur and pointing out a second for himself. Profane varlet, said the president, now turning his attention to the worthy Hugh. Profane and execrable wretch. Just whose name is Davy Jones and profane varlet. Profane and execrable wretch. I just love that. That
0: just jumps out at me. Yeah. As could be some fun lyrics. So that's in response to... Someone saying, uh, by doing so to advance not more our own designs than the true welfare of that unearthly sovereign whose reign is over us all, whose dominions are unlimited, whose name is Death. Whose name is Davy Jones. Ah, yes. The noble lady who sits opposite is Queen Pest, our serene consort. She's like, uh, no, no, no. No.
1: His Grace, the Archduke Pestiferous. His Grace, (laughs) the Duke Pestilential. His Grace the Duke Tempest and Her Serene Highness the Arch Duchess
0: Anapest. On the TV show Shits Creek, Yes. all of the family members of the mayor, uh, whose last name is Shit, yes. after which the thing is named, are all puns about shit. Yes. Like Roland shit, etc. Um, I can think of no other names, but like of all of them are, if you're like and that sort of feels like that's what that is, too. It's like... For sure. Pest. All right, what do we got? All right, All right let's see. <laughs> James stares into space and then comes up with... Buddha pest. Buddha Budapest. That's the best one. And <laughs> uh, I'm afraid you're about to hear three knocks on your door as Edgar Allan Poe has risen from the grave uh, to come uh, get you for that. I know as well as I know myself to be a sinner, to be nobody in the whole world but Tim Hurley-Gurley, the stage player. Why, it's quite another guess sort of a thing, and utterly and altogether past my comprehension. He was not allowed to finish this speech in tranquility. At the name of Tim Hurley-Gurley, the whole assembly leaped from their seats. Treason, shouted His Majesty King Pest the first. Treason, said the little man with the gout. Treason, screamed the Archduchess Anna Pest. Trusion, muttered the gentleman with his jaws tied up. Treason, growled he of the coffin. Treason, treason, shrieked her majesty of the mouth and seizing by the hinder part of his breeches, the unfortunate tarpaulin who had just commenced pouring for himself a skull of liqueur. She gives him a wedgie? Yeah, she gives him a wedgie. I want our song to be
1: called Tim Hurley Gurley, the stage player. Okay. Because that's such a... It's just so... it's
0: It's so good. It's so good. Now... What that could be, what that could mean is that each verse could be about a different post story. Yes. And like, I put on these plays or these performances or recitations or whatever.
1: Yes, I love that. I love that very much. And the third one can be the Telltale Heart. Yes. And that way we can also have three or more different guitar riffs for each post story. My guitar riffs. Um, Dan has left the podcast.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. So, Telltale Heart. Do we want to do King Pest? Yes.
1: Okay. Let's do I, King Pest. I, first. I like the idea of starting. Yeah, starting off with King Pest, ending with Telltale
0: Heart. I would. I would put forth either the premature burial or the imp of the perverse. Uh. I mean, the premature
1: burial could be an alternate name for any of several Poe stories, let's right. be
0: honest. But if you, the telltale heart, premature burial sort of leads into the telltale heart. It does a bit. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I like going with the premature burial. Okay. Um, A friend of mine has written a couple of... uh. Little Eddie stories, which are Edgar Allan Poe stories turned into children's books. Love it. Uh, And the Fall of the House of Usher, which was, I believe, renamed Rod's House or Roddy's House or something like that. Mm -hmm. In it, Roderick realizes that he put his sister to bed before she was tired Uh rather than having buried her before she was dead. Uh And it's just one of the best, like, switcheroos. (laughs) Uh,. They're very, very good. Very good books. Uh, shout out to my friend Micah, who is extremely clever and is also a large reason why I love uh, ciphers and riddles so much.
0: Hey, all right. Yeah. Because one time Micah buried you and you had to figure out a cipher and a riddle to get out.
1: No, he posted a whole bunch of riddles that he, and like ciphers and puzzles he wrote that then inspired me once I figured them out inspired me to start making some of my own yeah so extremely uh formative interaction there
0: very good very good so i mean i mean mean, oh hey i didn't i didn't summarize okay so to summarize uh for music we have piano keys and guitar three or more different guitar riffs and uh, a thing where the instruments uh, gradually start to play the same thing until they are all playing it and then the song breaks down for lyrics, bitter lyrics, fantastical imagery, and Edgar Allan Poe references and for other nothing yep I think that's fair cool well, what kind of kind of what kind of genre are we thinking here? Oh boy.
1: Um... I mean not exactly death metal. Okay. Right. Maybe just emo. Okay. Like a little a little bit of pop punk in it. Okay. Um I can do that. You no, know, the, the the emo style that is, you know, th- that sprang off of pop punk. Right. Edgar
0: Malin O. Edgar Malin
1: O. Um You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I think like also, honestly, I could kind of seeing this be like alternative country oh interesting maybe okay. maybe even bluegrass maybe a little bit of bluegrass in there
0: i really like it here's here here's here was my journey on that i really like that and it feels to me like that's probably what we're gonna end up doing But my journey on that was, I made playlists of all of the the band set lists that I would have gone to see if I'd gone to Riot Fest. Mm -hmm. And the closing out on Sunday was Nine Inch Nails. And you said, I'm wondering if we might even go alternative. And I was like, yeah, like Nine Inch Nails. And you're like, country. And I'm like, huh. Okay. And then we went bluegrass, and I think that that's I really like that a lot. Okay. All right. I have homework. Yeah, I think we
1: both do. <laughs> I mean, I've I've done like one of the first all star covers I ever did was I mean, not one of the the first all star cover that I did was a bluegrass cover of it. That was how the whole how that whole thing got started. I think still Yeah, working the keys into the bluegrass is gonna be an interesting Interesting thing.
0: This band called Pete Wernick's Live Five, Mm -hmm. which is bluegrass jazz. So they have, Pete Wernick is like this banjo player. Yeah. From what I'm told, fairly famous. And so he has this bluegrass band, but it also has like kind of wire stick drumming and a a vibraphonist, And it rules. Uh (laughs) I will check that out. Yeah. If you can't find it, which is possible, uh, let me know and I'll I'll figure out a way to to, to, to put you on the right. But I saw them. My uh, stepmom's brother took me to this, like, it had to have been like a Moose Lodge or sort of like a VF. It was like a big building where a bunch of people were, but in the middle of absolutely nowhere, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And we saw them perform, and I got their signatures on the CD and stuff. It was really, really cool. And it was definitely my uncle's first experience of, one, seeing a concert with me, and, two, seeing a concert with me where I'm, like, just, like, dead-faced at watching the musicians do musician stuff. Yeah. I think he was sort of as into it as I was, so he wasn't really like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, uh, it was really great, and... So that's my experience with those are my basically my experience with bluegrass. I think that there are ways to put a sort of a key area into that, maybe. Yeah. I just want to I want to make sure that I'm not Um, I don't want to do a like a pastiche lyrics. Yeah. I'm I want to make sure that I'm listening that I'm doing I'm doing my due diligence on what does a bluegrass song sound like lyrically in terms of tone because I don't want to be like a you know. This is basically country. Here we go.
1: I mean, there's a Cause... wide variety of it. Right. Um there's a playlist I've been listening to a lot lately that someone on TikTok made. Okay. And it's called Spooky Banjo Time and it is dark bluegrass. <laughs> I mean, there's more to it than that. Like there's other other sounds, but there it's primarily dark bluegrass.
0: You know, Daniel if you gave me a list of playlists yes, and said, uh, Daniel's been listening to one of these playlists <laughs> a lot recently, <laughs> Spooky Banjo Time would be uh, the time it would take me to find it on the list, and that would be the time it would take me to select it as the yes. one
1: <laughs> I think that's fair.
0: Uh, like, longer if it was alphabetical, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, Yes.
1: <laughs> I think maybe that's the reason why I was like, oh, we could we could do bluegrass, is because okay. I've been listening to a lot of dark bluegrass, and this hits me as a dark bluegrass song.
0: Yeah. Uh, kind of a uh, wouldn't be out of place on Oh Brother Where Art Thou-ish sort of, sort of deal. Oh, right. I know some of these songs. Civil yeah. Wars, Jack White. Yeah, yeah, yeah this band the decemberists Dikem- i don't really know them but uh this all looks really good it's a great it's a great playlist i highly
1: recommend it um cool they've I got we'll put a link to it on the. Uh... yeah yeah we can throw a link to it on the uh in the show notes yeah
0: is this a cover of crooked teeth by Zach bryan i can't remember i it's it's so. unfair of me to say, hey, you know, this hundred and fifty eight song playlist, I'd like to ask you a specific question about one song.
1: Yeah. But no, it's good.
0: <laughs> so cool. I mean, dark bluegrass, like to call that indigo grass. Yes. I have short stories to read. <laughs> playlists <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> this is gonna be great. This is gonna be I'm, great. This is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun. And uh yeah. I think, as always, wouldn't it be funny if I was like, I'm James Anderson? No. Um. As always, I had an inkling of where the overlap could be, mm-hmm. knowing you, knowing me. Um, And then, of course, it didn't end up anywhere near where I had imagined it was going to. Same. Both at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. Excellent. I am excited about this. Um, and it'll be a nice thing to, to write during the uh, the Halloween spooky season. Yes, indeed. So happy October, everyone. We did it. Spooky happy song. Happy October.
1: <laughs> we've already, listen, we've spooked it up for you. What more
0: can you ask? Exactly. Who could ask for anything more? That spooky Halloween song. That's right. All right. Well, hey, let's move to some social media and get out of here and get writing on and, uh, you know, go find some black cats and uh, dark woods to write in. Some football stadium entrances in a chilly, rainy night. Just Um, all the good liminal places. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The old football stadium. It's fall. Um, You can't spell football without fall. Anyways, um, or Utb. So, we are on Twitter as a podcast at Frank's Jukebox. We are uh, proud members of the Scavengers Network, uh, which you can find on Twitter at Scavengers Net. If you want to come talk to me, uh, I can be personally found on Twitter at... Unabashed James Daniel, where can you be found on Twitter and or elsewhere?
1: Basically everywhere at Dantendo 64. D-A-N-T-E-N-D-O-6-4, like in Nintendo sixty four, D A N T E N D O six four like a Nintendo sixty four, but it's
0: me Dan. Wow, yeah, like a whole a whole soundbite thing. That's really <laughs> impressive. Very good. I was about to thank the composer of our theme song, but that was you. So hey, Daniel, thanks for for doing for doing the oh, music certainly. for this show. Happy to. Um, hey, listen. <laughs> Folks, you should go over to our Patreon for The Scavengers Network, patreon.com slash The Scavengers Network. $2 a month gets you access to all sorts of bonus content. I feel like there was some stuff on this episode that I may do a little cutting and putting into a Patreon bonus uh, bonus situation. Um, it'll be spooky. Spooky. Ooh. Slicing it and burying it on the Patreon... <laughs> That's what we're doing. Hey, uh for this for this bonus content. Wait, hold on. Multiple multiple inbox messages. Uh for this poness content, it's going to be on the Poetreon. <laughs> and we recorded Nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, this is the last episode 2002 whoever had that one in the pool. Uh you won. Uh, uh, this is going to be fun. Have a great month, everyone. Uh, and we will. We have a guest next month, but we won't tell you anything more about that. That's right. Except for that. Um, and for now and forever, I'm James Anderson. And I'm Dan Spencer. See you last year.
1: the scavengers network
0: creator driven community focused treasured content us we're a group of out of control totally wild writing rebels do you find that writing about these themes kind of helps you work through that fear or or grapple with it or understand it better
1: yeah but sometimes we get crazy even though i didn't get to explore it as much as I'd like I've realized that I made something I really like
0: I've had all these kind of half formed ideas of like stories and so yeah. now I feel like those stories have a home Wet Hot American Moon Juice a NaNoWriMo podcast for all stages of the writing journey look I'm so tired <laughs> time is time is nothing but words to me now <laughs> <laughs>